Welcome to the IBTA podcast. Discussions on policy, practice and research around professional learning. IBTA conversations. Hi everyone, welcome to the IBTA 2021 conference podcast series. My name is Dave Johnston and I work at the Wildlife Conservation Society where I'm the Director of Professional Development and I am happy to be on our conference committee for this year again. And I'm especially pleased today to be joined by Mauricio Pino, who is one of our keynote speakers. Um, Mauricio, welcome. Thank you, very happy to be here. Uh, Mauricio, could you tell us a little bit about your role and your position uh, right now? Okay, so I'm an associate researcher at the Center for Advanced Research Education at the University of Chile in the Institute of Education. And my role is mainly to research about educational projects, evaluate projects, and also to support and develop teachers and head teachers' professional capacities to improve the educational system. That's great. And um, what kind of research are you doing right now? Could you give us uh, a bit of an outline of your current research? Yeah, I'm currently researching about the development and impact of school improvement networks and specifically about uh, collaborative inquiry networks. So I'm seeking, I'm, I'm researching about how teachers collaborate with each, with each other, with head teachers. And we are looking that at the national level and also in the Latin American level where we have a project with nine different countries of Latin America. That's great. Um, Mauricio, how do you feel? So this year's conference theme is marginalized voices in contemporary times, uh, specifically addressing inequities through professional learning and education. It sounds like your research definitely connects to this pretty strongly. Um, how do you see those connections? How do you see your research tying into that theme? Okay. One of the main issues about professional development with head teachers and teachers is uh, how they connect with the students' needs when they are trying to improve their own capacities. So one problem that we have currently uh, with the uh, students is that uh, many sectors of the countries where we are working, uh, students, they don't have access to internet, or they have a socio-emotional problems because where they're living, where they live. So uh, this project that is supporting collaborative inquiry networks is actually looking how head teachers and teachers can connect with the students to develop their own project. So it's how do you build on capacities that are trying to reach to those students. So it's not only about how uh, you can get to them in terms of uh, having the connection, the online connection because of the pandemic, is also how you actually connect with them in the sense of creating opportunities for learning. So when you have teachers that are working together with head teachers from different countries, they start to share knowledge and experience about how they are getting to the students. So those both voices can be heard by them in order to develop a specific project to support those students. So that's one way in which we are trying to reach them. Um, and I think that certainly resonates for 
work outside of Latin America as well. I mean, obviously that's that's something that you're seeing across your network of countries that you're working with. Um, you know, out of curiosity, have you done, have, how does this connect to our international audience? Um, okay. Might they be able to make meaning out of this as well? Well, uh, we can see that school networks has been a way of promoting educational quality in many countries, uh, we have excellent examples from Scotland, and actually this project that is called Collaborative Inquiry Networks, when we developed in 2018, when we started the project here in Chile, we based on uh, the experience that uh, the Robert Owen Center was having in their own context. But they have a different cultural and political setting as they are have a more collaborative uh, environment in general, like their policies actually support a lot of collaboration. They have standards that are looking in that direction. While in the Chilean context, we are a very competitive context. So we are kind of more similar to the experience that we are seeing in some uh, in the UK, in England, um, when they have these federations that, and they have introduced some of the policies uh, that we have here in our country. So you can see a contrast about how uh, you are supporting these school networks in regards to the general context. What we see here in Chile that relates to other contexts is how a project that is trying to promote collaboration uh, uh, generate question about the policies that are in place to support education. And we see that this shift to competition prioritization actually generates many difficulties for this kind of uh, proposal for improvement and collaboration actually evolved. So uh, the, 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 the challenge that we are facing here in Chile and also in Latin America are, all, are in many different countries. So uh, the, 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 the profound issue actually is what kind of policies are you implementing to actually support teachers, to work together with head teachers in order to respond to the need of students in context of a pandemic and uh, many challenges. So I think that these challenges that we are seeing here in Chile and Latin America, many different countries are also facing them. Yeah, absolutely. I know it certainly speaks to the um, teacher education landscape that I see in New York City in the United States as well. So definitely applicable. Um, how do you hope People, most of our audience are going to be teacher educators. Um, a lot of the people at the conference work with teachers and work with them in this capacity where teacher learning is front and center. How are you hoping that the participants in this conference can apply what they've learned from your keynote? Um, what, are you, what are you hoping uh, happens uh, afterwards? Well, uh, something that we are trying to do here is to uh, develop uh, tools that teachers can use to research with other teachers. So there is a practical aspect of this. It's, it's not only about the value of collaboration, it's also what kind of methodologies can I actually apply to create a collaborative endeavor that will enable us to have a, a significant and positive outcome. So it's hard to collaborate, not only because uh, people have difference in terms of how they see their society or their own personal skills, 
is also how you can actually create a method that help people to achieve that goal. So there is a practical aspect about this presentation that I hope that with the methodology that we have been working here in Chile and in Latin America can be useful so for teachers that are in other contexts and can see a value in that. And there is another aspect that is not uh, a methodological issue, it's more like a sociopolitical, if you want to put it in that terms, which is about the value of teachers and head teachers as researchers of their own practice with others, which means that you have to have the humility to always be a learner and, a learner and also uh, be open-minded to uh, create knowledge with others. So, I think that in, in that sense, there are some values that I would like to put out there and to see how uh, participants reflect and react to them, especially if they see in their own context, they, 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 they view that there are policies that support that. And, and the question is also what kind of policy they think that they should be pushing forward in order to, to support that kind of work. Yeah, I think that those values that you spoke about um, are really prevalent in IPTA as an organization. So it feels like it's a really good match. And I think people are going to be really receptive to it. I know lifelong learning is something that everybody in IPTA is really passionate about. And um, that's going to be something that people are definitely going to take away. Without spoiling too much about what you're going to talk about in your keynote, what's, what's a main finding or something that you're really excited about with the research that you're doing right now? Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to be talking about the specific projects that the nine countries that we are working on with 28 head teachers and curriculum coordinators develop in their own school networks. And so I'm going to be talking about the, these research teams and how they did these collaborative inquiry projects. And something that I, I really struck me uh, I'm, so this is a spoiler, but a small one in regards to the whole presentation is that in one of the, we have five teams uh, that they, uh, where these people articulate the, the, the research teams, but in one of them, uh, uh, they were researching about how to create uh, educational uh, initiative to motivate students to learn in the context of distant education and in pandemic. So how do you motivate students to learn in this crisis. So this team have some questions and they did some uh, surveys and interviews with teachers and, they and the teachers sent videos. And many of the teachers were talking about innovation, how you can actually create a good uh, video, how you create this software. So the teachers were thinking about how you create innovative practice to get to the students. But we also, they, they also talk with the students from this country. So they make some videos with the students, of course, with the authorization of their parents. And what the students said was, what, we, what, what, what actually motivates us is to be connected with the teachers, that the teachers can hear us, that they can uh, give us meaningful feedback, that they have patience with us. So it was a very interesting reflection for them. Like also oh, we here, we're trying to do like the, this wonderful software. While the student, they really want to get in touch with us. It's like, how do you create this connection, this socio-emotional pedagogical connection with the student so they can learn in a context of crisis. So I think that that, uh, that, that outcome and reflection that was provoked because of, because of that was something that was very interesting to me and for our team. 
Yeah, I can imagine socio-emotional and pedagogical connections are just on the forefront of all of our minds right now. You know, education is going through a big, big change uh, during this pandemic. And I think research like yours is really going to be enlightening. Uh, and hopefully people will be able to take away some really practical outcomes. Um, Mauricio, is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners today? Well, I, I would like to the people to 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 attend to the to the conference, and also to to I, I hope that it's, it's also an opportunity for us to learn. So um, I'm looking forward that this will be a keynote where we can uh, uh, talk about what we have been doing, and also uh, uh, a, a good opportunity to hear what is going on in other contexts, so we can also reflect in on our practice and uh, generate knowledge about that. So that's something that I'm looking forward. I'm not going only by myself. I invite my team to be there as well because this is a team effort. And I think that is, is also important for the people with whom I'm working that they receive the recognition for their, for their work. That's great. And Mauricio, I'm really excited to hear your talk and to meet the rest of your research team at the conference. I think it's going to be really great. You certainly have gotten me really excited about this topic. Um, thank you so much. And um, I'm really glad that you had a chance to talk to us and uh, looking forward to meeting you at the conference. Thanks. Thank you. Me too. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the IPTA podcast. Visit www.ipda.org.uk for our latest updates.